Hello, and welcome to episode one. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life trends, FAQs about gym-related topics, and everything in between from two people who have no business talking about it. The Relatively Relatable podcast is brought to you by Blank Slate LNK. And to find out more, head to our Facebook and Instagram at Blank Slate LNK. So, Jake, like we said, this is our first episode of Relatively Relatable. It is. Happy first episode. Happy first episode, indeed. So, for those of you who don't know, Jake and I are actually related and we are siblings. I am the oldest by three years. Um, and so that's why we chose the name Relatively Relatable because we are related and we're pretty relatable. Well, we're relatively relatable. Not everyone can relate to us, but relatively everyone. Yes. (laughs) True that. So um, just to introduce myself real quick, I am Sarah. Um, I am the owner of Link Slate Link here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I am 26, soon to be 27. I'm married, I have a dog, and I live with my best friend while she lives in our basement. I also live with my husband. He doesn't live in the basement. Um, Thanks for like, clarifying. Like, <laughs> I have to because like some I've had like some run-ins recently where people don't really understand. So They think that your husband lives in the basement? Yeah, that my best friend lives upstairs. Huh. huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I do Blank Slate full-time, so that's pretty much what I do. And who I am. Well, cool. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I guess that means it's my turn. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. My name is Jake. Um, Jake Cooley. Um, I do a number of things, but most of the time I'm a mechanical engineer is my day job. Um, other things I like to do are play music. Uh, I'm a drummer and I've played guitar most of my life, though I don't currently own a guitar. So that's interesting thing about me, I suppose. That's sad. Uh, yeah, it is kind of. You've always had a guitar. I know. My acoustic guitar is like broken beyond repair, and I just haven't wanted to spend the money to buy a new one. Is that still the one that I hit with a baseball bat? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a different one. <clears throat> that's a funny story, though. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a basically all I do. I work out a lot, but I can't. I don't really have a whole lot to show for it, so... That's not true. He's lying. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so that's a good segue, actually, because uh, Jake and I wanted to talk about all things kind of lifestyle, fitness, trends related, all those things in between. And Jake is the big fitness guy. I mean, we both have equally valuable opinions about fitness things true <clears throat> i've just we just do it differently <laughs> whereas i go to the the parking lot and sit there and jake actually <laughs> goes in the gym I, I yeah i've never done the thing where i uh go to the gym and then decide i don't want to go and then come home like i always get a workout if i go to the gym i'm gonna work out mm, can't relate interesting <sighs> so jake like we said this um Since it's our first episode, I wanted to do like a quick fire questioning of you and me so people could maybe get to know us a little bit better and understand us a little more. Great. 
Um, since you and I are pretty different, I'd say, but my husband says that you and I are more alike than maybe we want to admit. So I'll be interested to see our answers for some of these. What if does, we agree on anything. What does he think makes us alike? Um, like, he thinks that we both exaggerate a lot and that we're both really, um, what's the word? Um, <laughs> not exaggerate, but we both... <laughs> I can't think of the word. Exacerbate? Probably. Like, I just get, like, you know, really in a tizzy, and I exaggerate everything. Like, a very good example is that Jake got annoyed that someone brought cucumbers to work because he thought that they were there to, like, share whole cucumbers. Me? Yes. Don't you remember that? No. Oh. <laughs> well, is that an example about it's you? It's a co- it's a, actually a common story at our house. <laughs> what? We talk about your cucumbers. <laughs> okay, so, t- tell me about this story that I told so you, apparently. You were working for your internship um, in college when yeah. you were at that place, and um, someone had brought cucumbers in, <laughs> and you had thought that they were there just to, like, eat, but they were whole cucumbers, and we and yeah. Stefan had to let you know that they were there so you could take a whole cucumber <laughs> home. Yeah, I remember this now, because they put them on the same table that people usually brought in, like, donuts and stuff on Fridays, and it mm-hmm. was a Friday, and yes. they just had these, like, cucumbers with still the dirt on them. Like they had grown them or whatever, you know, and they had an excess. (laughs) I understand now that I'm an adult, but I think I was like 20 at the time. Like that was my first internship. You were very like heated about it. You (laughs) were like, I'm so mad. These people brought cucumbers in and we were just like, well, it's because, because every Friday there was a good snack and that was like, that internship was pretty garbage. So the only real thing I had to look forward to was my snack on Friday. And I walk in thinking I'd see, you know, like a good zucchini bread or like some donuts or some chocolate muffins, maybe even some store-bought cookies would have been great. (laughs) But instead I see this literally dirty produce, like covered (laughs) in dirt. You can imagine my dismay. I was severely disappointed. Yeah. So that's a good example of um, our personalities that Stefan thinks that we're similar. So, but I wasn't exact, like that's what happened. No, but you were, like, very passionately <laughs> upset about it. Like, I, you were very mm. much, um, you were very hurt by the cucumbers. You know, I just think people need to do a better job of empathizing with the way I feel about things. Yeah. If they put I themselves mean, in just, my shoes, they would understand. Yeah. But, I mean, so that's how okay. we're kind of related. We could do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably a good ex- I think we are. Which is also another example that, that you and I could probably argue in circles all day probably true let's get into some of these questions and see what comes up all right so first one where do you get inspired and how do you work best Mm, that is a tough question and what do you mean like get get inspired for what just like anything just like inspiration yeah like uh for example you and i both have very different jobs so my job requires creativity a lot uh-huh. Whereas yours may not necessarily require that, but sure. you still need to be inspired to do your job. Yeah. And how do you work best? So I guess in my day job, so for those who don't know, I guess I never really said what I do. I'm a mechanical engineer, but I work for a consumer electronics company. Um, so like that's what I had wanted to do ever since I was in high school. And I always got really excited like following the new 
releases for Apple or just like whatever is happening in the tech world. So mm -hmm. one thing that I do a lot um, is I'll just like watch YouTube videos of like tech reviewers talking about new things. And I just like try to find interesting articles, like read things by Elon Musk or like see what he's tweeting about and mm -hmm. ranting about and stuff. Just yeah, because I, like it's easy for me to like pigeonhole myself just in my products and kind of um, just get really kind of numb to the fact that like I'm actually like I don't mean to toot my own horn, but actually doing something cool because like mm -hmm. when when you are working on the same products or you like have smart watches just like disassembled on your desk and like 20 or 30 of them like mm -hmm. it kind of loses its its luster a little bit. Yeah. So I kind of like I try to go back and find things that are similar to like what fired me up back when I first started getting interested in this space that I work in. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it does. So that's one thing I do like for my, my day job. And then in my other passions, like uh, I get a lot of inspiration on Instagram, which is, yeah. it kind of sounds dumb, but like I follow, like I'm really passionate about fitness and trying to achieve my goals. And, um, part of that is I'm really driven by seeing other people like that are at a place where I want to be. Yeah. Um, and that goes the same way with like music. I follow so many really talented drummers and listen to a lot of music and stuff to, to try and stay inspired. So, yeah. Um, and then as far as how I work best, um, I like, I really hate to admit it, but I think I work best under like insane amounts of pressure. Yeah. Like if I have a lot of time to accomplish something and I, it feels like there's no real, um, stake, nothing really at stake, I'll kind of slack off. Um, but I've always been someone like in crunch time somehow, maybe I'm lucky, but I've always just like gotten really good work done when it really matters. Yeah. It's like when I have a lot of time, it seems as though I have enough time to just overthink things. Yeah. Whereas if I'm, I'm short on time, I have to make quick decisions and just like really kind of trust my gut and it's um it's kind of served me well so far so have you heard the saying that someone who lives their life like that likes to live a chaotic lifestyle yeah I mean I've I've heard that but I really don't I really yeah. don't like chaos <laughs> so <laughs> well, it like, sounds chaotic one of my my other one of my friends I actually do another podcast and um we talked about this same thing not too long ago and I I told him about that and he's like so you you prefer to have your mind cluttered. I was like, no, I can't, yeah. I can't stand having a cluttered mind. Like for being as like as much of a productive procrastinator, I like to call it as I am. Like I really have this weird thing with like trying to use as many organization tools as I can and like mm -hmm. obsessing over being organized and detailed to the point where it like stresses me out, but then it doesn't do anything for me yeah. because then I just throw it all out the window when it's crunch time and just <laughs> make, it, make it happen. So yeah, yeah, it's weird. I think sometimes I do things like that for like a false sense of productivity. I think, Probably. I think a lot of people do that, but yeah. What about you? How about, what's your answer to this question? Um, I get inspired probably most of the time from Instagram or Pinterest, but I'm not like ashamed to say that because I think it was a, those two sites were essentially created to do that. They were created to curate content similar to that. And especially Pinterest, that was a place for people to dump ideas mm -hmm. and 
other like-minded things. So for example, if I'm needing to do graphic design and I know like the image in my head I want, but I can't really put it out onto Photoshop, I'll just like search through until I'm, not that I find one that I want, but like until I have a good grasp. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like trying to figure out what you're trying to write, but you can't think of the words. Sure. So I'd say that, or just like things around me, I've always had a very vivid imagination and vivid. I always used to say there was like always stories going on in my head, which probably sounds like I have like schizophrenia, but (laughs) like, that's fine. I guess it keeps me, (laughs) keeps me creative. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm just always inspired and I always have ideas and that's probably also a downfall of mine is that I always have a lot of ideas, but not a lot of focus. Right. Yeah, I think that's that actually might be a way that we're similar. I don't know if I've ever heard you say that in the 23 years that I've known you, that you have stories in your head. I feel this. Oh, I always have, I like, the characters same way. in my head. Yeah. Like, I, I'm always, like, putting together weird narratives, either for, like, my own life or, like, just random yeah. things. But I, I just never talk about it, really. I heard, actually, that there's, like, a word for it, and it's, like... Insane. Yeah, but <laughs> there's, like, a nicer word for it. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what it's called. I saw it on Facebook though. So it's like maybe not true, but that it's like a vivid sense of imagination and only like certain people can do it. And it's like actually really highly creative people. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just like special or we're special. Maybe. Do you have, uh, this is, this is going to be, these questions are going to be terrible because I'm just going (laughs) to tangent about things. Ad lib. But, uh, do you have really vivid dreams? Yes, I do. Okay. So I have so many friends that tell me that they can never remember their dreams. Yeah. But my dreams feel like so real and I can Mm -hmm. almost always remember them. And they're always really, really weird. Like they're almost always crazy. I had to take a dream interpretation class once and there's usually meanings to every dream. So all my friends and people will literally call me and be like, okay, what's this dream mean? (laughs) Because I, I have very vivid dreams, but I also am very good at interpreting it. Right. So if if you ever need a dream interpreted, I, I probably can do it for you. Okay. I'll have to start keeping a dream journal. I, I rarely ever, when I'm sleeping and I wake up from a, like a dream or a nightmare, I rarely ever know what is reality and what's not. Really? Yeah. Crazy. So sometimes I'll wake up and Stefan will be talking to me, but I'll still think I'm in my dream and he'll have to shake me a couple times to like yeah. get me back to reality. You remember, remember the time I had that dream about that bug? <laughs> I still tell people that story. <laughs> so the, the reason I thought about that is because you said you have dream, like you, you can't tell when you're awake. Like mm-hmm. there was a period in high school, you can tell the, the funny end of this story, but there, there's a period of my life, like middle school through high school, really. Um, and even into early college that I would have like very, very realistic night terrors about bugs, Mm -hmm. like spiders falling (laughs) from the ceiling or like these crazy bugs that I've never seen before or whatever. And, um, I would basically have a dream that I was asleep in my room and that I had woken up and it was dark and that I see this giant bug. So I Mm -hmm. could never distinguish like Cause then I would wake up like on the other side of the room. Cause I had like jumped out of my bed and ran across the room to try yeah. to get away from it. So I could never quite distinguish like if it was a dream or if it was like a real spider that I saw <laughs> like crawling across my pillow or whatever. Like yeah. I used to wake up and just like blood curdling screams all the time. Yeah. Because of that. So this story in particular, Jake um, was for some reason sleeping with his door locked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why so I did that. 
my room, I shared a wall with him. And then my parents, my mom's room, she shared the other wall. And so we heard Jake screaming at like two in the morning and just like blood curdling screams <laughs> and the door is locked. So even though we knew he probably uh, wasn't in danger, we couldn't even open the door to just like release him from this terror. Yeah. And so then there was a rule now that we weren't allowed to sleep with our doors locked. <laughs> Which is a pretty like common sense rule. Like what if there was a fire or like what if you like were being attacked yeah. by a big bug? So the the actual dream was I had like like I said I woke up and I thought I saw this like giant like I don't like cucumber sized uh <laughs> like crazy <laughs> the cucumbers. yeah like crazy bug like fly like like you know how when you see bugs like fly up against the window they kind of bounce off and keep like going okay can it? i just like side note this real I quick i was telling a story yes but this is like it'll only make sense right now okay i was driving and this bug flew into my window and i literally thought it was going to come into my car and i flinched in my car while i was driving <laughs> and other drivers saw it all oh, happen like your windshield or the, win yes. the window was up? or The window was up. There was no way the bug was getting <laughs> in, but I flinched because of it. So I probably would have done the same. I hate big bugs. So back to you. Um, so anyway, like I, I just saw this bug like buzzing into the wall and then bouncing off like it was trying to get somewhere, and then it like flew up into my closet. And my closet, so my bed was across the room from my closet, but my closet was right next to my door. Mm -hmm. So I heard you and mom pounding on the door. And I was like, damn, I got to go open that door, but the bug's in the closet. So <laughs> I, like, just put on my sprinting shoes, and I ran as fast as I could from my bed to the door, opened the door, and just, like, fell out onto the floor. And you guys were like, what is going on? Oh and, gosh. like, I was I was probably still half asleep because, like, I had no idea what was going on. But it, Yeah, it was, it was pretty was, terrifying. It was miserable. I used to be a really bad sleepwalker, too. So there was one time I remember going into your room and taking the pillow off of your bed, putting it in the um, hallway, and then going into mom's room and being like, I need a blanket. And she was like, you need to go back to bed. And I said, okay. And I went and grabbed my the pillow, put it back in your room, and went back to sleep. Was I sleeping in there? Yeah. I just grabbed it right yeah. out from under you. I don't remember You that. didn't know anything. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Let's move so, on to another question. Okay, so what is your favorite meal, but would you have that as your last meal ever? Oh, man. I think um, my favorite meal is pizza for sure because um, it's great. I don't feel like I have yeah. to justify that. Which kind, though? Is it like a traditional like pepperoni or a hamburger, or is it like I, a specialty? So I really think just the concept of pizza satisfies me in itself because it's so versatile yeah like you can you can basically have infinite combinations of good pizzas thin crust thin thick cr crust all good any it's all okay. good but okay. um so like if i'm if i'm gonna order a pizza from a delivery place um like papa john's not sponsored but should be non-spawn um yeah. i almost always get supreme i used mm -hmm. to always get pepperoni but then um i ate an entire large Costco pepperoni pizza by myself as part of a dare. <laughs> and uh, that kind of ruined me. Yeah. So I can't really do just like straight pepperoni anymore. But Ruined you like physically and mentally? Yeah, it's it ruined me on all fronts. It. I'm, s I'm yeah. still recovering and it, it was about a year ago. 
But yeah. Yeah. My Papa John's is like go to hamburger with the garlic dipping sauce. See, I'm not a big fan of the garlic sauce from. You're a fake fan then. I guess, but like, it's like too much. Like, I already feel greasy eating pizza, and then to put butter on it, like that's all you're doing. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's gross. I I can't get on board. <laughs> like that. For some reason, just uh, kind of makes me shiver a little bit and in, in <laughs> disgust. But um, so, would you eat your your pizza of choosing for your last meal then i don't think i would um okay which so is, what would your that's last it's meal interesting be? because that makes me wonder if it's actually my favorite thing but mm-hmm. um i don't really know but it's not like a luxurious right see food. like that's my that's the thing it's my favorite because it's easy and it's cheap and like yeah. it's always good um, you can always make it at home too right I, I don't know what my what my last meal would be um I'd probably say like a really, really, um, I don't want to say really well done because that's not correct. A really mediumly rare done steak (laughs) (laughs) because I don't think people should have their steaks really well done. Um, but a very nicely prepared steak. I'll say, I'll say Mm -hmm. that like a giant one. Um, sides. Dang, this is a tough question. I think some like nice, some nice veggies, like some asparagus put together. Your nicely. last meal, and you're gonna eat a vegetable. Well, I mean, I don't know. This is your last meal ever on earth. Okay, here's and the you're thing. gonna choose a vegetable. You literally just got mad about cucumbers being <laughs> at work. Well, that's because like it, I didn't have the choice. Yeah, and you have the okay, choice, and you're okay, gonna eat here, a vegetable. Here's what because I was thinking about like something that I would enjoy eating right now. Okay, if it was my last meal. <laughs> I would have a giant steak, and I would have a bunch of warm chocolate chip cookies. There you go. And I would also thinking. have um, a fresh brownie with vanilla ice cream on top. There. And see? that would be my meal. Yeah, exactly. No vegetables. We're not trying to do this. See, We're here for a good time. I've been trying to be good about my diet, so I'm trying not to let myself think about things like that. But mm-hmm. now I'm going to fall off the bandwagon tomorrow. It's fine. I'm here to enable. <laughs> What's your answer to this question? Uh, my favorite meal, probably just like French fries in any form. Yeah. Like any, any form of French fry, like Parmesan fry or like wedge cut, crinkle cut, yep, curly fry. Good. Like really any fry. I could yeah. eat a whole plate and just like not even think twice about it. What about like soggy? Yeah, like I'll probably still eat them. <laughs> like day old, like whenever I'll I, take French fries Whenever I think home. of crinkle cut fries, I think of the frozen ones that like you always tried to make in the oven, but that always tasted like freezer. A little freezer burn. And they were always like soggy. Like you could never yeah. get them crispy. That's what I. I'll still eat them. That's what I always think about when I think of crinkle fries. Yeah. So is and is that your your last meal? No way. So <laughs> what's your last? Like meal? you eat? I don't know. Um. I don't know, probably like comfort food. Well, I get pretty comfy when thing, I eat fries. <laughs> that's the thing about potatoes is they're comforting. So probably like chili lasagna. <laughs> no, <laughs> not chili. <laughs> Las- okay, lasagna. Lasagna. Mm, that's a good or, choice too. Oh, y- Yankees or yeah. Mm. I could like, I mean, those are potatoes though. So yeah. honestly, they're just like a wet French fry. <laughs> So, okay. maybe French fries are my last meal ever. <laughs> Just 
like I a just wet put some marinara fry. sauce on some French fries and roll them up into a ball. Man, I'm starting to rethink my answer, but but that's okay. I mean, yeah, fries are hard to beat. Honestly, I've been doing this thing where I I used to always get fries when I would eat out, and uh, my girlfriend and I eat out quite a bit, and so I kind of had to scale it back a little bit, and I started getting side salads instead of fries. But Ew. it's a sad we're different in that way <laughs> cannot relate i suppose all right so if you had to eat any fruit for the rest of your life which fruit would it be um i think gosh, for the rest of my life yeah like you can eat other fruit but you have to eat this fruit oh like every day for the rest of your life oh um that's still kind of hard i i think i'd say a banana Oh. Yeah. I mean, if if I can still eat anything, but I just have to eat one a day, like... I, <laughs> I like, already do that, though. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, it's not that big of a, di- a difference. I eat an apple every day, but I think Okay, bananas, I had this conversation with your mother, and... Not yours, though? No, because <laughs> I don't agree with her on this, so, so she's your that mother makes her right mind. now. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She said an apple is her favorite fruit, and I just can't get behind someone who says that. That's that is the stupid. most boring fruit I've ever known in my life. There are a lot of options, and a really good apple is hard to beat, but I also think really good berries no, it are is, better. Though. An apple is easy to beat. But a really good apple. There's just, like, it's too much work for me. There's, It's literally more work to eat a banana. You have to peel it. An apple, you just you eat literally it. Like, you just eat yeah, the apple. You, no. You you literally grab it, and then you eat it. <laughs> I like can't. You, you you grab it. I can't like. You do grab that. it and you put it in your mouth and you eat it. That that's yeah, the can't. process. No. Um, I do agree that I think that's a pretty whack favorite fruit. Yeah. Um, there's I think berries are way better than your standard um tree tree fruits like. Yeah. Apples. Yeah. Um, and bananas are technically berries, so I stand by that. Okay. I think. Sounds good. What What did you say? Did you answer this? I did not, but I would definitely go with a pineapple. That That is so much more work than eating an apple. No, only once you get it shaved. But I saw, did you see on Twitter <laughs> that there's a new way to eat them, that we've been eating them wrong our whole lives, that you can just peel, like crack them open and eat it? That is like, still infinitely more work than eating an apple. It, like, isn't to me in my mind and in my heart, and it's got so much more reward, like, flavor-wise. Sometimes. So we're you just going to assume... You ever had a bad pineapple? That it's... Oh, have you ever had a bad banana? It's better than a bad pineapple. You'd rather eat a mushy banana or an overripe banana to out a ripe pi- pineapple? See, you're so incorrect, you can't even get the sentence out. What's the next question? Because I'm, I'm disturbed. <laughs> Okay. I, I would. You, I would never rather eat something that's rotten. Overripe doesn't count, but underripe. I'd probably rather eat an underripe banana than a lot. You'd of have to eat bananas. the underripe. You'd have to eat the overripe banana though. If that was your fruit for the day and you only had an overripe banana, that's what you got to eat, man. I can't go find a better one. I mean, I guess you could, but then that is a lot of work. I'm not in the desert. Like, I can go find a good <laughs> banana pretty easy around here. Okay, if you're on the desert and you have one banana a day. And I just... So, I mean, statistically, I'm going to have some bad ones. Yeah, I guess. This is dumb. Let's move on. Okay. If you could be or do anything, what would it be? 
Um, if I could be or do anything, what would it be? Um, I would probably be Spider-Man. Oh, okay. If I could be anything. I think that would be pretty dope. Um, but in, I'm guessing you mean realistically. No, they, that's just the question. Well, I'm going to give you two answers because that's more fun. Okay. So in the world of infinite possibility, I would choose to get bitten by a radioactive spider and become Spider-Man. Fair. And live out the saga. Um, in today's day and age, I would choose to be a professional musician and tour all the lands. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be willing to live in a van? Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the the uh, charm, I think. Yeah. You got to earn your keep somehow, you know. That's true. But I mean, if I y- y- I would really I would really like to start there and then you know work up to. I'd like to be able to look back on and be like, remember those days that we were just in a van. Yeah, but those are the good days. Yeah, they are. But I really think, like, regardless of the level of acclaim or success or whatever, um, just, like, doing that for a living would be great. Mm-hmm. I've never really loved anything as much as I've loved playing music, so. Dude, get out there. <laughs> One day. One day. It's in my 20-year plan. Yeah, then we can be sponsored by that. Sponsored by that band. Yeah, yeah, if we could. <laughs> All right. If you could be or do anything, what would it be or do? Um, because I have such a vivid imagination, I would love to be an actress or like a screenwriter. Like I would love to write for movies or TV shows. Uh huh. Um, which I suppose is something you could I could do. Yeah. But I. Uh, am not and don't fair enough but i always have these you know these grand like things in my head and i would love to see them come to light but i don't know if the writer is it maybe the producer who like brings it to light yeah is very creative and very like visual yeah the producer is pretty pretty technical too though yeah but like that's fine but I'm just, you know, being able to, like, get a script and envision it, yeah. work with people on the vision, and then be able to, like, bring that to light and see that through. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. I think being an actress kind of glamorized, I think it's a lot harder work than people, like, maybe think it is. Sure. And I don't, uh, I don't know if I love it that much. Yeah. To pursue <laughs> it full time. You think it's too much work? More work than being yeah. a producer? It's funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's funny that you say that because I think being a music producer would be really cool. Yeah. Like, I feel like a really well-produced album is is hard to find these days because a lot of yeah. people will just go, you, they're, they're surrounded by a bunch of yes men mm-hmm. and they don't really have anyone to tell them, like, maybe you should try doing it this way instead. So speaking of that, because T-Swift is getting a lot of acclaim for her new album, have you listened to it? I have not. Oh, she's getting a lot of claim that it's, first off, it's like 18 songs long. It's a long one. That is a long album. Are they all good? And, I mean, I like them. I haven't listened. So no. The, the thing, <laughs> okay. The thing about her new album is they're not all bangers. Like, her yeah. most recent one is, like, you could listen to the whole thing and be like, that is, like, you would put it back on repeat. Right. But these ones, it's like, you kind of have to simmer and listen to him a couple times sure. but they're like lyrically i think better like her song lover yeah is i heard it once i was like oh that's kind of good and uh-huh. then i listened to it again and i'm like i like this sure yeah i think i mean i think there's something to that especially someone like taylor swift where 
most of her listeners probably aren't that, um, you know, looking that deep Terrible. into their songs. <laughs> they're just looking for a banger, like you said. And there's kind of a formula yeah. to what people quote call a banger. A banger, yeah. Um, so I like that. I, I like when like really, I hate to say pop stars, but you know, you know what I mean. Like um, top forty artists that are just producing banger for formula songs yeah. like take it a little bit deeper and you kind of have to sit with them a little bit i really appreciate yeah. that yeah um one thing i will say though one of the best albums i've ever listened to in my life is um hosier's latest album wasteland baby mm. there is not okay. a single bad song on that album and everything wow. goes together so well usually i'll listen to an album and there's like three or four filler songs just to get yeah. you to the good ones like, yeah. I think every song on that album is really good for some reason, like yeah. some particular re reason. I really like when songs, like their end of their first song literally moves into the second one, but mm -hmm. it sucks if you put it on random <laughs> because then it <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. You get like uh, just this weird random beginning of the song or yes. end of one song. Yeah. I hear yeah. It. That happened to me today, actually. I can't remember what it was, but. Yeah, Skillet's yeah. old album does that. Yeah. That's why I... Uh, I'm not a big playlists guy unless I'm in the gym. Like I really yeah. like to listen to albums cover to cover whenever I'm like sitting down to listen to music yeah. or I'm in the car or something. But can't relate to that one. That's uh, one of my people call me. I'm crazy for that all the time. But I think like, <laughs> I mean, I sometimes I, will. I could talk like, about this forever, but I, I just feel like people, people don't um, think about the album as a work of art. That you know, they think of each song as a, yeah. as one thing, and a lot of people structure their albums as just collections of singles. Um, yeah, well, like in today's, it's like get as many singles as you can. Right, and I, I just, I really like thinking through like why did they put these songs in this order and trying to piece that apart because that's like part of the art in itself. For a lot of a yeah. lot of artists, some people don't think about it that way, but I think the ones yeah. that do, you can tell. Cool. Yeah, that was a. That was a tangent. That was a good one. All right. So who is your biggest inspiration right now? This is a hard question for me. <clears throat> um, lately, I've been inspired by a dude on YouTube named Matt Devella, I think. Okay. Um, this is going to sound kind of weird, but he, he posts a lot of videos about just like <clears throat> productivity and um, I don't know, just life and like I don't want to say self-help because that sounds weird but like personal development I guess yeah um and that all sounds super corny for some reason but I just really like I like his approach because it's like his videos are put together and structured really well they're short and sweet and to the point and he's not one of those like soapbox like you have to do the here's these three ways to kick ass at life kind of guys oh, I hate that it's like he pr he um he's a huge minimalist but in the way of like focus on the things that you really care about and get rid of everything else and so I think that's an interesting way to think about minimalism because when most people think of a minimalist they think of someone who wears like the same one t-shirt every day and like lives in a shoebox <laughs> because man I must be a minimalist because then. uh like materialistic things are bad or whatever and that's not always the case he just kind of preaches like um, figure out the things that are important to you and put everything you have into those things and then rid yourself yeah. of the rest of the noise. And um, yeah. he does it in a really like approachable and not like I have everything figured out kind of way. So yeah, he's kind of inspired me um, 
just in like day-to-day stuff. I don't really have like a huge inspiration right now in terms of like my passions, but that kind of cycles every, every week, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Cool. Um, so right now, probably this, if any of you or if you have seen the documentary on Netflix called Kim Swims, and it's about Kim Chambers, and she became the first woman, and I might be wrong, but I think she's actually even the first person to swim 30 miles solo from the Farlon, Fairlawn, um, islands to the Golden Gate Bridge. And it took her like a little over 17 hours and she swam through the night and it's highly dangerous because there's like, it's shark infested waters. Yeah. And if I'm remembering it right, she's swimming from warm water to cold water. Like there's a temperature shift Uh and that's pretty dangerous. They were saying from the drastic, um, drop of temperature just for your body. Yeah. Gotcha. And just because like cold water will just like hinder your mobility and hinder your like recovery. And once you hit like eight hours of swimming already, you're already fatigued. So I think it was just like because of how tired she was going to be hitting cold water, then it's just like pretty detrimental. Yeah. Um, And so she has actually had a training partner and he went out to do the swim first and he started at the Golden Gate Bridge to swim out to the islands. And there was a great white shark that was circling him so they called it off and Crazy. pulled him in yeah and so she didn't want that to happen so she swam from the islands which was even more infested uh-huh. to the golden gate bridge and she did it in like 17 hours and so i watched that documentary and i was like so impressed with her she um is a record-breaking like swimmer uh-huh. and uh she's not like a professional she wasn't like a swimmer in high school she wasn't a swimmer in college she actually um, had like a freak accident where I think she fell down some stairs and like busted her leg mm. and almost lost her leg. So she couldn't, she had to relearn how to walk. And so she started swimming mm. to take the pressure off of her leg to help rehab. Right. And she just like fell in love with it and she started doing open water swimming. And she's like one of the only people who swam all seven oceans in the world. Hmm. And she did this one, I think it's in Ireland. And, uh, she swam through like 50 yards of jellyfish and got hypothermia and almost died from the like venom that they have. And in the documentary, she's like, would I do it again? Yes. And I was like, I do not love anything that much. I do. I do not know. I could not look back on something and be like, yeah, I would do that again. So what, why, did, sure. why did she do that though? It's like a challenge is to do these like seven like ocean swims or these seven swims. And she, I think it was her last one. But did she know it was full of jellyfish? No, she didn't. She got oh. 50 yards away, and they were kind of helping her guide. They're like, okay, swim down, swim up, swim around. And her coach was like, you just need to put your head down and just swim through it. Jeez. And she did. And, That's I mean, stupid. when you're 50 yards away from finishing your swim, you know, you're at, what, eight hours of swimming, and you're like, I'm not going to stop and start this over. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so then she was in the hospital, and she almost died. And then she did this which the documentary is about her swimming from the golden or from the islands to the golden gate bridge. And that she is the person who actually inspired me to do this iron man. Crazy. So that I'm training for. Hopefully you don't find any jellyfish on your way. Well, I would really hope there's not jellyfish in Madison, Wisconsin. You never know. (laughs) I've never seen a jellyfish, so I don't know where they hide. 
So between her and then there is also um, another documentary on Netflix called Losing Sight of Shore or Losing Sight of the Shore. And it's about these six women who row from um, Santa Barbara to um, Australia. And it took them nine months. Jeez. Yes. And so they they stopped in Hawaii and then they stopped in... Um, they stopped in another, uh, it's not Fiji. It's like an island close to Fiji. And they had a relief rower. So three women did the whole row. And then they had like relief rowers to do the other chunks with them. But yeah, that's a pretty incredible documentary also. Crazy. Yeah. So those are, those are probably my big inspirations right now, just because of the season of like training I'm in. Yeah. So. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, this question's a little bit more off. Yeah, I don't um, like this question. <laughs> because, so would you say you're a Husker fan? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, the big question now that keeps popping up on my Twitter, which I thought is like why it would be relevant, um, is do you think that Scott Frost is daddy? Okay, this makes me really uncomfortable because of how many – um, basic white women I know that <laughs> think Scott Frost is the most attractive human being and refer to him as daddy. Which is like a weird concept to begin with. I can't stand when girls say that. Yes, when or just anyone. Like when guys say, call me daddy. Yeah, I'm not about that, so I'm no. going to go ahead and say no. Right. Um, I don't But do you think maybe think he's so. dad? I think he's dad Frost, as in like, I'm going to take care of my... My home, my house. He's going to get his house in like line. Like Father Frost. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not trying to call anyone daddy. I'll call Scott Frost father. Father Frost. You father know, Frost. He sounds like Santa. You know, I, um, I have a lot of faith in Scott Frost to be able to rebuild our atrocious football team. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, I'm really tired of the Nebraska cult who yeah. thinks there was a lot of Nebraska fans who last year honestly believed that in Scott Frost's first year as head coach that we were going to win the national championship. Yeah. Like th that's a thing that they really, that really believed. And this year it was the same thing. They were like, Oh, yeah. so much improvement at the end of last year. Like no way we don't win the national championship this year. And yeah, like, that's annoying to me because it's highly illogical. So while I'm optimistic and I think a lot of good things can happen, um, and he did a lot of really impressive things at UCF, um, I'm just not one of those like super dogmatic, blind Nebraska fans. I yeah. kind of treat um, my passion for Nebraska football the same way I treat politics, where I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I know <laughs> what I think. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people who treat sports and politics in the same way where they just blindly root for their team no matter what the facts are. Yeah. And um, that's just that's just the way their blood runs, which is fine. But I'm not one yeah. of those people. So. I think it's also kind of um, hard for us to remember when we're watching the game that these kids are actually like 18. Yeah. And um, one of my friends, I was with her last night, and she was talking about – the punter who had to come in and 
kick the field goal. Yeah, he went to our high school. Do you know that? Oh, really? You, know, you remember Mr. Armstrong, the AD? Uh-huh. That's his son, Isaac. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't <laughs> have known him. Yeah, he was a couple grades younger than me, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but so he, he was kicking, and uh, we were talking about how, you know, there was so much pressure put on him. It's like his first game. With a like a with a lot of pressure put on him. Well, as the kick, like he's a punter, which yeah, for those exactly. who don't know, they're they're they both kick the ball, but they're pretty different jobs. Yeah, and 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 they were long field goals too. It's not like right. you know one that he could maybe kind of just like coast on. But she was saying like we forget that literally, not even a year ago, or I guess a year ago, he was playing in a high school game, and then well, like he three comes years out. Ago, but- Oh, well, <laughs> I think he's yeah, a senior. But like this some year. of yeah. Oh, okay. So but still like But not I mean so there's true ago. freshmen that, you know, yeah. they come in they're literally 18, turning they're, 18. Yeah, they're playing high school games or even 3 years ago. That's not that long no. to be removed from high school and you're getting a lot of pressure put on you. And then think of just like now with social media the the comments that you yeah. probably get from angry 60-year-old people that like yeah, can't was, do that. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day how um, college football athletes are, are celebrities now. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, what do they, okay, this is going to sound bad, but what do they do? They, they play yeah. college football. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's weird to me that there's, like, there are some kids playing college football that have more, like, Instagram followers than some of the less known players in the NFL. You know, yeah. like, pe- people that paid. are just, like, on the practice squad in NFL. Like, no, yeah. nobody knows those guys. But everyone yeah. knows the starters or even a lot of the second string guys in college and it's it's crazy. They got them blue yeah. check marks. Yeah. They're in college doing nothing. Which is messed up because my roommate, she played college volleyball and I'm like waiting for her to get verified. Well, she didn't play at a D one school. I don't care. She's still the best player I've ever met in my life. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right, moving Wait, on from well, Father Frost. Do you think he's daddy? No, Thank I God. I agree that he's father. Yeah. Like, I th- I think the Daddy Frost is coming from, he's like, he is a, a younger coach that we've had, so he's obviously going to appeal to a lot of the, like, college girls. And he's very attractive. He like, Yeah, he's, he's fit, but, like, dude. there's something about your coach being fit and, like, literally doing push-ups with you and not just being like, yeah get down, do your push-ups. So, like, he is in shape for his job, which I think is important. Yeah. He kind of practices what he preaches. But I don't understand the, like, daddy sentiment. Yeah, it's because uh, college girls are crazy. Mm, can't relate. Me either. All right, so Scott Frost is not daddy. He no, is father. At, father at best. Maybe, like, I don't know, an uncle or something. But. Maybe Uncle Frost. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, so what are you most excited for coming up in the next six months? This is a cool question. Um I so actually next week I am getting on a plane and I'm flying to North Carolina to play a show with a band called the Talbot Brothers. Oh, non-spawn. Non-spawn. And I've got a couple more shows with them in November. Um so I'm super excited about that. They've got a new album coming out in this month, I think, the end of this month maybe. Ooh. Um or in October, one of the two. So the the shows I'm playing in November are sort of like album release type shows. Um, completely new set list, which I'm really excited for. And um, I've got a a trip planned to Scottsdale, Arizona next month for a few days for a friend's wedding. I'm going out there with my girlfriend and some of our friends, so it'll be fun. I've been 
this last year I've been doing a lot more traveling than I've ever done in my life. Like, yeah, not like exotic traveling, but just to different places in the, in the country. And it's been really cool. Um, that is cool. It's something I've always wanted to do and it's kind of just like come up with like playing shows and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm excited for it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, next six months would be, what are we? September, October, November, December, January, February, March. Yes. Um, got some events for blank slate. We've got an event, um, September 20th that I'm really excited about. Um, worship night at a coffee shop here in Lincoln and we've got some awesome speakers coming. So I'm really excited about that just to hear different, different people from different communities. Um, one of them was actually from Grand Island, Nebraska. So, um, he travels all over doing stuff like this. So it'll just be cool to hear some of his stories and his insight. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, by about March, I'll be hitting training really hard. So I'm just excited to see kind of where I am with that and, um, like what my body will do. Sweet. Um, I saw a quote from Alex Honnold, I think is how you say his last name. He is the guy who that did the free solo Al Capitan. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was in the um, Sports Illustrated's, like, naked issue. I saw that. Yeah, and, uh, and he was just talking about how it's so cool to see that your body adapts to what it needs to do yeah. and to, like, what domain it needs to be adapted to. So I'm just really cool to see, like, what my body adapts to and just like I've never been an endurance person. So I'm just kind of cool to see where I'm at in March, March, April, May. I'll have another three months after that. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It should be cool. How are you going to train during the winter outside still? Um, yes. So a lot of swimming will be done in the winter, which swimming is not outside. Actually, not outside. No, I have a Y membership. Okay. I was gonna say <laughs> a lot of crazy. laps. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, w- swimming's not actually my weakest discipline at right now, which is good because I know that I'll have a lot of time to kind of like make it up. Yeah. So I've been kind of uh, throttling back on the swimming and trying to ramp up my running so that I don't have to run inside a lot. Yeah. Um, biking inside is not that bad. I mean, it's boring, but it's like not like running on a treadmill. So when you're biking inside, Um, are you using a stationary bike or do you have a trainer? Um, so there's a bike at the Y, like a turbo bike that I can use, but then there's also like blocks you can put your bike on and Mm. bike on that. So if you want to like be used to your bike, so I'll probably switch between the two. Yeah. Um, and then I work with a lot of people that are like try it triathletes and they're oh yeah always on the trainers in the winters in their basement for like hours on end and like oh they suck sounds miserable um and then i read that like a lot of just lactic threshold training so mm. um i'm pretty well versed in that anyway so that'll be good just to have something to change it up yeah with and then probably just try and do a lot of lifting when i can just to keep my hips and like core strengthened. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really, I'm really actually not looking forward to the winter. <laughs> it's giving me anxiety. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do as much as I can outside while I can now. Right. Because I know when winter comes, like there will just be a point where I can't because Nebraska snow, like not even just the cold, just like the amount of snow we get. Yeah. There's also a chance that, um, it won't be that bad. Yeah. I'm hoping, um, 
but I, I'm preparing for the worst. Yeah, that's probably good. So, um, okay, last one. If you could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow, but you could only take five items, would you, where would you go, and what five items would you take? So does this mean, like, I'm there forever? Uh, no, like, you're just there for, like, a trip. Oh. You're just traveling <laughs> well, there. Well, then, heck yeah, I would do it. Um, and I would probably go to Cancun because I can get away with only bringing like a swimsuit. That's one thing. Some flippy floppies. That counts as one thing. But that's two items there. Right. Swimsuit, your flip flops. Um, underwear. Okay. Um, that's a waste of an item. All right. Well, not underwear then. (laughs) <laughs> I would take um, like a pair of pants and a button-up shirt and um, my sunglasses. Okay, what about like your phone, your passport, money? I mean, assuming I can get there without those things, definitely don't need my phone. Don't need my passport if I find the right pilot. Don't need any money because it's an all-inclusive resort. Okay. And then... Assuming you've already paid for it? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things, so many details of this question that were left out. There's a lot of stipulations on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good kind of, like, workaround, though. Yeah, because, I mean, if I'm at a hotel, if, you know, I can get a toothbrush there. I don't have to take it with me. True. And deodorant and all that stuff. Yeah. They give that to you smart dude i've got it down and i've been i've been uh about every like other hour at work i pull up what it costs to go to cancun because it's my favorite thing to do my favorite place yeah we should just go yeah we should go for our birthdays this year maybe not this year okay i'll go by myself then okay okay (laughs) what about Um, you um I yeah wow I like feel like I don't know now because I was thinking like survival. Oh well, see you you said trip, like you made this well, sound like travel. vacation, like travel yeah. and being like thrown somewhere. Yeah, and you also I asked me where I would go, so like I'm not trying to go somewhere that I have True. to survive. I'm okay, trying to go yeah. somewhere I can live, you know. Okay, yeah, I would, yeah, okay, yeah. This changes it, and I wrote the question, so this is. This is a lot for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, probably I'd probably do the same then. Maybe not Cancun, but like something similar, like an all-inclusive resort. <laughs> We're so uh, so American. How American? Or it's just us. something. Or like, ooh, no, like Thailand. I've heard is like a good place that you can like go with very little. Super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So you would need to take some money, but that could be like your one item. It's like a credit card. Yeah. Or a debit card that like a or a, what's a prepaid like card yeah um my passport and then the rest would maybe just be like see that i feel like that's a waste of two items yeah but if i'm not going to like a resort i'm gonna need money maybe like yeah but i just <laughs> need to be sure okay i feel like money is a is a useful it's like uh, valid, but I feel like saying you have to take your passport is dumb because it's like I feel like the premise of this question is that like it enables you to go no matter what, like no matter what the logistics are. 
You only have okay, to worry I'm not about your to, five like, things. Jason Bourne this. <laughs> no, okay. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying you have to sneak onto a plane, but I'm just saying, like, someone's giving you the option to go anywhere you want, no strings attached, but you can only bring five things. It's not like okay. things that you need or like things that you'd need to get there because you're already going to be there. It's the things that you need while you're there. Yeah. That's the way I think okay. about it. Oh, man, I don't know then. Like, you're just kind of, like, derailing my <laughs> thought process. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. You can answer it however you want. I it's don't know what I would take now. Because then, at that, cause then at that point, what do you need? You don't need anything. Well, you need clothes. If it's being taken care of. You need a camera. Do you, you want a camera? There. you want to document things? Um, nah. All right. So you're just going to... Nah, you want to just, like, absorb just, the... You're just go to Thailand naked, huh? I guess. All right, well... At this point, I don't know what I think. Like, what item is a necessity and what item is a is a want? So, for, for those of you who don't know, and this will probably become a theme, people ask me questions like this a lot, and I feel like you've asked me questions like this a lot, and I always find ways to completely derail them. Like, that's not fun for me? <laughs> it's super fun for me, and I don't really even uh-huh. try to be that way. That's just how my brain works. Like, I don't know. Have you taken your Enneagram? Test. Yeah, I have, and I keep getting emails about it, but I took it, like, two years ago or whatever, and I don't remember what Do it was. Do you know what you are? No. Okay, so I took it. I listened to something about it, and I heard one, and I was like, ooh, that's Jake, but, like, I can't remember who you are now. Are they they're the ones um, that are, like, types, like, one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, so when I first took it, I got typed as a one. Yeah. And for clarification, a one is, like, a Monica Geller. Yeah, I think that's the one I got. I retook it and I got typed as a three, which I believe is like a Leslie Nope. Mm. But the difference between the two is that Monica Geller has to, like she's a control freak perfectionist just because that's like how she's wired. Yeah. Whereas Leslie Nope does it for the approval of others. Uh. So like, I don't know which one is better. And I'm like a little offended. I got both. <laughs> oh wait, no, I wasn't a three. I was a six. Uh. My other friend got three. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not like that. Um, <laughs> I got a six, what is, which what is, is your, actually your worse. dismay about your result? How does that line up with well, your result? Which Enneagram like type actually, is the one that would be most offended by their Enneagram type? <laughs> Probably a one. <laughs> Whichever one you are. One. Yeah. But I got a six, which is a loyalist is like the title. Yeah. But when you read it, it's actually like a definition about how crippled with anxiety and like worry you are. Beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, same. Like I'm the, that's me. Um, and then I think I got like a wing five, which, um, I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Yeah. I don't really either. So interesting. I ha- I could do a whole podcast on those things because I don't know if I really, yeah, what I, I don't know. I think people put a lot of a lot more stock into those than they need to. Oh, like nothing sure. makes me want to jump off a cliff more than when I'm having a conversation with someone and they go, mm, "You're an Enneagram Type One, aren't you?" I'm like, "Oh, oh cool." So we can't yes. just have a conversation. You have to like stereotype me for being. If just, anybody uh, ever said, <laughs> "Oh, you're a one to me," I would probably just scream at the top of well, my lungs. It's not even that I would be offended, like about the traits that are so whatever type it is it's not that i would be Mm -hmm. like oh that must be a bad thing it's just that like i think it's i think it's good the purpose of those things i feel like are to learn about yourself and learn about your tendencies yeah i don't think the intention of them was so that you could become this freaking mind reader and tell other people what they are or like and tell them what they need to think of or what's important to them or whatever 
And I also don't think that we should be like trying to figure out what other people are because people are just people. Like at the end of the day, like they are who they are. What does it matter? Like I just get, yeah. I would rather just be able to have a conversation with someone and not have them be like, mm, it's really obvious that you are just like everyone else who thinks this way. And it's like, uh, Oh, I know what number you are now just based on that <laughs> description, <laughs> which is Thanks. funny because that's what the wing, the wing is. I'm a, it's a five. Like they hate being put in like a box and they actually like hate that they are, can be like labeled on like a spectrum. I don't, I, okay. Whatever. You t- you totally so just that's so five you of just you. missed the entire point of what I was trying to say. No, I totally got it, but I it helped me remember what it was because when I was listening to it, that's what they were yeah. saying, and I was like, oh, that so sounds like Jake. And then you were talking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a five. Yeah, it may be true, but I, I don't really have a problem with labels or whatever. And that see now see now that you said that that that's the problem <laughs> that you said that is now I'm like like filtering everything that I say, like trying to say like, oh, does this sound like a certain way? It's like. I think people should have the freedom to just act the way that they act and not have to. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to like, um, chain you to your personality, but no, but like, like I said, I think it's important for me to understand these are my tendencies. These are the ways that my brain work because then you can like, you can leverage those things as strengths a lot of the time or even just being socially or self-aware enough, emotionally aware enough. Like that in itself is really powerful. But when it becomes this game yeah. that we play with each other to like say I have you all figured out, it's just like what good does that do? That's why they bother me. Yeah. Well, this will be an interesting <laughs> journey for us then since we're both got five characteristics. Yeah. We should do an episode about that sometime so I can just we bash on it for no reason. Yeah. That'd be fun for me. <laughs> uh all right. Well, that's the end of our questionnaire. Yeah, man, that was a lot of tangents. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, that was good though. They they were good. They flowed well. Hopefully, um, our our mom, who's probably gonna listen to this, thinks it's interesting. And if we definitely if we get any other listeners along will. the way, yeah. Um, so we are going to do go tos of the week. Or we're gonna try to. Um, I personally love trying new things and having new things that either make my life easier or helpful. Um, so Jake, what would your go to this week be? I like this idea. Um, so my go to of the week is an app on my phone. It's called mm-hmm. Gravitas, G R A V I T A S, and um, it's basically it's a it's a gym tracker. Like you just track your workouts in it. Um, A lot of people, like I used to use Google spreadsheets for a long time. That's what I use right now. And uh, a lot of people just do pen and paper in a notebook, which is great um, if that works for you. But for some reason, I really hate um, going into the gym with pen and paper because I get really sweaty and I hate when paper gets wet and I'm trying to write Mm -hmm. things and I hate having to have a pen with me all the time. And I hate the feeling of paper on my hands. So just like in general yeah. or like at the gym, no, just in general, like you hate paper on your yeah. hands. Like I, obviously I can tolerate it, but like if my nails scratch paper, it like makes me want to throw up and the feeling of like rubbing cardboard together makes me want to throw up. So I, okay. I try to avoid paper at all costs. Are you like a styrofoam person too? Styrofoam doesn't bother me. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. It, 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 it's, it's really strange. Um, but I like I said earlier, I kind of have this thing for like organizational tools and like progress tracking. And I think being able to track your progress in the gym is one of the most important ways or like 
important things for attaining your goals. And the thing yeah. I like about this app is the user interface is really nice. Like you can create a, pr a workout where you just add in workouts or uh, movements. It has this giant catalog of things like never once have I not been able to find something in there. And I know a lot of variations of things. Um, yeah. I've always been able to find something at least that's really close to what I'm trying to do, or you can create one if it's not exactly in Ooh. there. Um, and then um, you can enter in your maxes and then um, for the day you can say, I want to do 70% of my one rep max and it'll calculate it for you, puts it in there. And then where it really gets useful is over the course of like a long period of time, it tracks your progress. So you can have it nice. plot out on a graph. I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> I'm an engineer. Yeah. So you can have it plot out on a graph. Like what has my training volume been on bench press over the last year? And it'll show you like in December you were up, whatever. And like yeah. how your, how your, um, your total load and your intensity and all these things varied over the, over the year and if you're progressing or not. So, um, if you care about getting really granular about strength training in particular, um, and s tracking your progress and being able to see like week to week, month to month for a specific program or a specific lift, um, how you're progressing, highly recommend the Gravitas app. Is it a free app or a paid? 100% free. So like to use the actual app is free. And then they have some workout programs that I think you pay for. Um, but that I think, I don't really even think they intend that to be the purpose of the app. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's just part yeah. Of it. Like, so I, I have pr a program that I, um, am doing right now that is external from that. And then I just enter it in to the app oh. and then, um, you can, you know, have friends on there and you can see what your friends are doing and all that cool stuff. But very cool. I cannot wait to see my line for bench press stay the exact same over the entire year. Well, I mean, year. that's motivation, you know, like you can, uh, a lot of people, especially in weight training, um, they kind of just go in and do the same weights every week and yeah. that's not good. So like you can at least see, uh, oh, I did this last week. Let me try to do five pounds more. You yeah. Know, simple. Cool. Yeah. That's my thing. I'll probably get that because now that I'm having to track my training, um, I absolutely cannot deal with the Google like spreadsheets. Yeah, it's so, super cumbersome. Like I know a lot of people do that, and I did it for a while, but like trying to do that on your phone, like you're always like pinched yes. to zooming it, and it's it's a mess. Yes, it is I just always, like the most frustrating. I always thing. ended up writing it down and then transferring it over when I got to my desk or whatever. And then I, then yeah. I forget. And then I, you know, I always have my phone with me. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's so much easier that way. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, my go-to this week is not as, uh, helpful. <laughs> well, maybe it is. Depends on who you are. Okay. So, um, I have a really hard time getting my vegetables in and I know I like drug vegetables through the mud earlier in this episode, <laughs> but they are important for many reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's, and it's not that I don't like eating my veggies. Like I do like veggies. I do like an array of flavors and veggies, but it's just like, you know, like if you're eating oatmeal in the morning, like what vegetable am I going to eat? Well, like, I mean, you don't have to have it. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, what I'm, you know, so then, yeah. like, say I make my lunch and I make, like, chicken and rice and it's, like, oh, I'm not going to eat broccoli. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, it just gets to kind of be a lot for me and I'm usually starving by the time I'm eating anyways. Sure. And it's just kind of, like, the last thing I think of. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and like literally the only vegetable when I'm hungry that I can think of is like broccoli or spinach. And I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's not the only vegetable there is, but for some reason that's all I think. Right. Um, and so I saw like this smoothie recipe from, um, Tia Toomey, who is the fittest on earth champ for CrossFit. She has the same issue or so she says, um, <laughs> that's pretty cynical. You of know, you. well, you know, it was, it was for a, like a protein. Sure like add yeah. but I was like well this is helpful to me um so she had this smoothie recipe that gets actually a lot of servings in it and I she used a lot of vegetables that like I wouldn't have assumed to put in a smoothie like cucumbers and carrots yeah. avocado spinach but because they're all so bland you really don't taste them right and so I would put a banana and peanut butter in it and it really just tasted like a banana yeah. peanut butter smoothie that was green um, so then I also saw this new trend in food and it's probably not new if it's a food thing. Um, but because I am who I am, it is new to me. Sure. Um, and it's power bowls. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like basically like a giant salad, which is why I say it's probably not a new concept, <laughs> but to me and vegetables it is. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just like all it's plated pretty, which I'm learning. That's like a new hobby of mine is like cooking and baking and like presentation is a huge thing for like getting, you don't want to eat your food. Um, and especially when you meal prep, that is like a good key, like having exciting looking food, like eating plain chicken, brown rice and broccoli is not exciting to you. And it's not going to entice your other senses to like make you want to tell me about it. Yeah. So um, I actually had, there's one in, um, Lincoln called Cultiva. There's a restaurant and, um, it pretty much changed my life. I don't know if it was exactly a power bowl, but it was like garbanzo beans and rice, spinach, carrots. It was like pickled carrots, um, chicken. And then it had, um, curry sauce on mm. it and it was so good. And I was, I was a changed person after this. Um, so now that I'm on this new eating plan, I have to eat a lot more carbs, but I want to do them with like veggies to try and, I don't know, be healthy, I guess. I can't just like eat French fries. Um, so my go-to this week, long story short, is Power Bowls for my meal prep. Great. Um, super easy. And if anyone is interested in those that I make, I am going to post those on the blank slate LNK Insta stories. Dope. Um, sometimes this week, hopefully I can throw some recipes up on that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got for that week. Go to, hopefully I have good news to report next week about it. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, so if you guys listening ever have anything you think Jake and I should try, shoot us a DM at blank slate LNK, um, and let us know. We'd love to see what your guys's go-tos are. Yeah. And that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. Uh, to stay connected with us, you can find us at blank slate LNK on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. <sighs> Lovely. Okay. <laughs>